What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. I'm Adam Weiner, alongside, as always, fan-sided MLB insider Robert Murray. Welcome to Monday, post-Thanksgiving, a week before the winter meetings. We're here to assess the damage done and the damage still to come. Shout out to Kenta Maeda and Sonny Gray for signing before the show, potentially breaking the dam. We get to talk news. We also get to speculate about how the market looks in the week before the biggest week of the entire offseason. If you've been in the Discord with us, we've heard you complaining about no moves, cold stove, etc. Well, here they come. It started before the show. It's going to continue. Robert Murray, how you doing, man? I'm great, man. I can confidently report that despite the lack of activity around the league, in terms of moves happening, the market has definitely been active. And there's been a lot of talks around Thanksgiving, even over Thanksgiving. I know my phone was blowing up at Thanksgiving dinner with my girlfriend and her family was gracious enough to not get mad at me. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, Adam Weinerb, how uh, how you doing? Good, sir. I'm doing good. As always, the old Thanksgiving hard launch of the girlfriend. Glad it went well, despite the fact that it was a tough weekend uh, for a baseball insider who has to juggle a million different plates on the hot stove, as well as turkey plates. Um, Robert, you're also fresh off an appearance on foul territory last week. I don't know if everybody watched, but pretty good. uh, Great job. Good clips and promo with this show. So the word is getting out about the baseball insiders a little bit. We've gone mainstream, but we will not let it go to our heads. We will keep bringing you news. Yeah, I'll tell you, that was a, that was a good time on fall territory. Those guys do a really good job over there and they, they definitely allowed me to promote this show. Um, and I think a lot more people joined because of it, which we always appreciate. So if, if you came from fall Terry and, and watch this, or if you came from fall Terry and are now watching this, I appreciate you. Even if you're watching this show, um, I just appreciate you for doing it. You're, I absolutely love it. We got the notebook is definitely full this morning. I can tell you that I dropped some stuff in fall territory and I got plenty of stuff to drop on this show. So I would highly recommend staying tuned because I got plenty of good stuff. 
I I thought I was slick. I popped in the foul territory comments and said like, "Hey, if you like this, you know, follow Robert's other show, Baseball Insiders." And within two seconds, somebody was like, "Self promoting loser." I was like, "Yeah, oops, I stepped in it. That's a mistake." <laughs> hey, you gotta love self promoting though. Hey, it's you, you gotta do it. It's not my favorite thing to do, but hey, you got you gotta do it. So I did the job. I did the job, and and it got people in the door. It would seem here we are. Big show today. Lots to talk about. Notebook to empty. Before we get going, a reminder that today's show is sponsored by Sleeper Daily Fantasy. The Baseball Insiders are partnering with Sleeper Daily Fantasy to give new users a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Make sure to use our code Fansided two. That's fansided and the number two when signing up to receive your deposit match. Please remember to always game responsibly. Scan that QR code on the screen right now to see if you qualify. Also, a perfect opportunity to mention that if you have not joined the Discord channel, if you have not become a member of the YouTube channel for the Baseball Insiders, that is where stuff goes down between shows. Robert is dropping exclusives in there. If you're in the chat, I see plenty of you familiar from the Discord Thanks for showing up. If not, if you're in the chat curious, recommend you become a member today. I could not recommend doing that more because people that are in the Discord and are currently watching now, they can attest to it. I have dropped plenty of different insider info in there. Um, I have dropped stuff before I even tweeted it, stuff that I have not even tweeted before. And I know we're going to be doing a bunch of different stuff that Adam can get into more detail about. Um I will never steer you guys wrong. I could not recommend joining the Discord more. Supports the podcast, allows us to do this, and also makes you the most informed fan in baseball. So please do that, and we will automatically become best friends and pen pals and all that. Yeah, I mean, like Robert hinted, there's a new way to become best friends. If you're in the Discord and you think... I'd like to level up. If you're not in and you want to join at a top tier, we're introducing an all-star level that goes along with the Discord, that goes along with your YouTube membership. That is $7.99 a month, but that includes monthly private video streams with Robert and I starting in this month of December, where we'll get to answer more questions. We're doing a monthly. You get an in uh, to actually ask your questions face-to-face rather than relying on the conversation in the Discord. You also get top priority response right here to questions on the live stream. Everybody has so many questions. Like, believe if you're looking at the comment section now, you see that there are questions uh, firing off, and I'm going to get to as many as I can. But if you if you join us at that level, you'll get top priority, and there will be an all-stars-only chat in Discord. So that'll only be level up more fun if you like uh, being a part of the action. Well, Robert, you've got a notebook teeming with information. There is no reason to wait. I would say, let's just open that up. I was wondering if anything was going to happen before the winter meetings. Then Maeda last night. Then Sonny Gray this morning. We'd heard Braves rumors. It's ultimately the Cardinals. We'll break down that deal. But is the dam beginning to break? Or at the very least, whose markets are moving? Every indication that I have gotten to talking to people over the last week or so is that it's the starting pitching market that is just going berserk right now. And there is basically I've, I've talked to agents who represent players who are in the position player market, and they have been told by teams that they are just waiting out the starting pitching market. And that's going to be their primary focus until the starting pitching market is depleted. And then they're going to move on to some different areas. And I don't know if a guy like Yamamoto will sign soon or Blake Snell. Like we typically know 
with Blake Snell, who's represented by Scott Boris, um, that um, Boris waits out the market and lets the market establish the values for a lot of these players. So I would not expect a Snell signing anytime soon. I think Yamamoto's market, like from what I know, Yamamoto's market is very active. There is a lot of teams involved there. Don't think it's imminent, but that price tag, I am increasingly confident we'll start with a two and it'll be about 200 million in that ballpark. Um, and you look at all these other guys too. Uh, Lucas Giolito, from what I have been told, has garnered a lot of interest. Uh, I think a team that is interested is the Los Angeles Dodgers, which comes as no surprise at all. Um, and I think Giolito will end up getting a, a, a nice multi-year contract for sure. Um, you look at the rest of the starting pitching market. I think Michael Walker is another player that is uh, going to do well. Um, I mean, you, there's just a lot of these mid-tier starters. And I think that market right now is moving more so than any other market right now. And that's going to be something to watch this week and in the days leading up to the winter meetings, which are rapidly approaching. And I will say the deals so far of Lance Lynn, of um, Kyle Gibson, of a lot of these starting pitchers is in line with a lot of the evaluations that are going on around the league right now. Like the Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson deals, when I first saw them, I thought they were kind of on the heavy side. I thought they were relatively – I wouldn't have done those deals, but from all my conversations with other teams – those contracts were in line with what their valuations were. So translation, it's a good time to be a starting pitcher, especially on the free agent market. And I think a lot of these guys are going to get paid. Even a guy like Noah Syndergaard is getting interest. And I know there's, I've talked to a couple different GMs who are very intrigued by him, who view him as a strong bounce back candidate who could be signed for cheap and who knows what could end up happening there. But that is certainly one um, that kind of caught me off guard, but it's something that is happening behind the scenes. I tell you what, I am not that intrigued with Noah Syndergaard, but major league teams, if you are, don't let that stop you. Don't listen to me. Go do your business. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you, you struck me there by saying that the, the pitching market is obviously still moving and then rattling off the deals that have happened so far. Unshockingly, it's Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. The Lynn contract got clowned a little bit because of this slightly excessive value. St. Louis resident and Mizzou grad Kyle Gibson, we laughed a little bit. You know, the public laughed a little bit there too. Then they do go top of market with Sonny Gray. The market is certainly moving in large part. We can thank the St. Louis Cardinals for just making sure they got that out of the way. So question there, I guess. Gray is a nice fit. They they keep the AAV high. They don't add that fourth year or goodness forbid, a fifth year, they stick at three. Nice job on that deal, in my opinion, by St. Louis. But we've heard potentially that they're not done. A lot of people talking trade market with the Cardinals, which would indicate glass now, potentially cease. We got somebody asking any more moves coming from the Cardinals. People are, they're dangling Stephen Matz, potentially. I'm wondering what else you're hearing about St. Louis. Uh, you know, does this take them out of the Yamamoto race, but certainly leave them in the rest of the market? Yeah, so I saw that Stephen Matz report. I've done some digging on that, and I've talked to a few rival teams who have not necessarily heard that Matz is available, so I don't know. Um, like, that's not me saying the report isn't true, but if the um, if the Cardinals are, in fact, shopping Stephen Matz, 
those teams were not aware of it. So take that for what it's worth. Um, but the Cardinals, from what I can tell, are not done. And I, I think another starting pitching addition should not be ruled out because, frankly, they need one. Like they have, they definitely have a need for another starting pitcher. And I really don't think that their additions from um, that they've made so far have moved the needle much for them in terms of upgrading. And I think that's something they absolutely need to explore. But um, if you look at the rest of their team, starting pitcher is certainly a need. But look at the bullpen additions. I think that could make a whole lot of sense, making a couple moves there. Um, and even sorting out their outfield depth as well. You have guys like Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill who are getting trade interest. And you could possibly move them to upgrade a different part of your roster and free up playing time for a guy like Jordan Walker or even another player along those lines. And I think that'd make a lot of sense. I wonder, I wonder if uh this is just me speculating more than anything, but Mosellac has not had a very good history of making trades. Uh, and you can definitely look at um, like where they ended up moving Alcantara and Zach Gallon in the same deal. Uh, like that was one of his biggest whiffs, but there's been other deals like that. And I wonder if that could make him a little gun shy via trade, trying not to get ripped off once again. Again, that's just me speculating. That's not something he's actually thinking. At least I don't think so. Um, but I think it's something to keep in mind for sure. Um, but they're going to be very active. And if you talk to Cardinals people, they will continuously say the same thing. This offseason is just getting started and they are not done. And that's a, that applies to um, them now, even after signing Sonny Gray. There's no more classic like current MLB internet discourse than people laughing at the Cardinals for Lynn and laughing at the Cardinals for Gibson and then being like, oh, that's a good Sunny Gray signing. And then looking at the calendar and realizing it's November 27th. I'm not saying the Cardinals have had a great offseason. I'm not saying just saying the Cardinals offseason is not over. And for anybody who thought the first two would take them out of the top of the market, you were already wrong. And now we're sitting here wondering what comes next because it does feel like there might be another step along the way. Uh, to linger on cease for a second, though, just because I know the Discord chatter has been pretty heavily people begging <laughs> for uh, Dylan C's trade packages. Atlanta and the Dodgers are in the, involved, or at least involved in the rumor mill. Uh, I was having a hard time putting a percentage on it. I know maybe about a week ago it felt like it was still maybe 40, 60. He didn't get moved, but now is the needle moving a little bit? Should we be on high alert for a Dylan Cease trade? Yeah, I definitely do think there's a legit shot he's traded. Um, I really do. And you talk to other teams, like there, there's definitely interest in Dylan Cease, and as there should be. Like if we're not, if Corbin Burns isn't on the market, and right now I don't think he is going to be traded, then that would make Cease the the most attractive trade piece. And uh, the White Sox have made it abundantly clear that they are going to listen on anyone and everyone, and that includes. Cease that includes Elo Jimenez that includes everyone on their roster and there's no surprise whatsoever that um that Cease is getting interest and and Justin makes a great point here and this is something that I was actually going to mention specifically with Atlanta is that Anthopolis typically acquires players who like he thinks can sign before they hit free agency before they establish their value on the open market and that is not what a Boris client does at all. Um, like they wait to get to free agency and let the market establish themselves or establish his value and then get top dollar. So that's why I'm a little bit skeptical that 
um, that Cease will ultimately be traded to Atlanta. But that being said, he is from Georgia, um, and Anthopolis does like acquiring players that are from that region because they can make him a little bit easier to sign. So who knows? I think Atlanta, while it makes sense on paper, could be a little bit more unlikely. Um, but the Dodgers make a whole lot of sense there. I think they've had they've made tr- uh, they made trades with them in the past especially last trade deadline when they acquired Joe Kelly and Lance Lynn. So there is history and there's familiarity between both sides. And, um, and obviously the Dodgers or the, the White Sox know the farm system in, in LA. So certainly there could be a deal there. I think, as I said, I think it's more likely than not that that cease is traded, but it's far from a certainty. And, um, and um, actually this is a good question here from, uh, where is it? Andrew here. It's why do I not think Burns will be traded is I think the Brewers are going to want to have one last bite at the apple here. Not to steal a phrase from David Stearns, who said that a lot when he was running the show in Milwaukee, but the Brewers want to remain competitive. They want to, um, to be in this thing. And in order to have the best shot of winning, you're going to want Corbin Burns on your team. So I'm thinking while they will listen, that's what they do. They listen on every single one of their players as of this point, I am under the impression that a Burns trade is unlikely. Won't rule anything out, but it's unlikely. Great question, Andrew Steinbrenner. And uh, while you're here, tell your uncle to sell the New York Yankees. Um, <laughs> going to hit you with a couple of names. Uh, seeing some great comments, I'm going to use them as jumping off point too. Uh, just because we didn't hit on Maeda because uh, he got overshadowed a little bit by Sonny Gray. Uh Big sneeze. Let's go. Uh, Boy, I felt, yeah, I had the wherewithal though to put myself on mute so the audience didn't have to hear that. So I couldn't tell. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't tell if that was a slick mute or just the most silent sneeze of all time. But well oh, played. Man, that was about as loud as it gets. That thing echoed in here for a good three seconds. Holy <laughs> cow. I feel like a million bucks now. Well played. He got through the whole last say. He got through Mr. Steinbrenner's question without uh, sneezing. So good job. Um, yeah, my Maeda, I think the interesting thing with Kenta Maeda is – People have actually drawn the parallel this morning, at least, between the Tigers and Maeda and the Tigers and Yamamoto. And we have a question here asking, you know, Blake asking with the signing of Maeda, do you think it helps the chances of Yamamoto to the Tigers? That's not a team I'd considered for Yamamoto prior to this morning, really. So I don't I just wonder what the latest on the Yamamoto market that you're hearing is, because from what I heard, uh, don't expect a resolution there until after finalists meet with him after the winter meetings, it feels like that one might be a while, but I wonder what you're hearing. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's about right. I think that is basically, I think that came from Andy Martino and he seems like he's pretty connected in the Yamamoto sweepstakes. And, and I did not get the sense that it's going to be a quick resolution for Yamamoto. So I guess what I'm hearing is in line. Um, And hang on. I might, I might have a, I might have, I might have one. So, um this is no joke let me this is wow. happening live on the air uh, this is why you watch this show will it distract you if i vamp a little bit do do your thing <laughs> let's roll well this is why you join uh hunter armor just joined at the all-star level by the way if anybody wants to uh follow his lead check out the youtube membership become a uh, a member of the discord an all-star member of the discord um, if you're an Adam Weiner fan, you might love these next two minutes, but obviously I'm just keeping the seat warm for Robert Murray, our insider, as he attempts to break some news live on the air, which is what you get if you watch the show live. If you watch the live feed, fans want it to be the Soto extension. Fans want it to be glass now to the Reds, to the Cubs, wherever he ultimately goes, to the cards. 
Fans wanted to be Bregman to the Cubs. There was some weird little Bregman getting traded buzz today that came from, I believe, I think Jim Bowden. So say what you will there. But um, if Alex Bregman is not going to get extended by the Houston Astros, there's definitely a possibility that somebody explores a little something. For Baseball Insiders fans from September, we had Jose Altuve on the show. And Robert asked him point blank, have you guys had extension talks yet? And we expected him to kind of deflect that guy, you know, and just be like, you know, looking at all avenues. I love my team. And instead he was like, no. And Robert pushed and was like, really? No. He was like, yeah, no. So that's how the extension talks are going in Houston. You never know, Robert. uh, Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, As of right now, I don't have this confirmed, but yeah, it's this is not a, it would not be a small one. I will I will give you that. It's not uh, this would be a, this would be a good one. So fingers crossed, I'm I'm able to get this across the finish line, or if it's even right. So we'll uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll stay live a little while longer. Hope it gets out on air. If not, obviously turn on your notifications for Robert's tweets if you haven't done that already. Highly recommend it. Um, people want to know if the Mets are active in the comments, and I think maybe that's because. On Friday after Thanksgiving, Howie Rose, the Mets announcer, said, hearing there will be some Otani news today. And then, spoiler alert, there was not Otani news today, unless uh, it's Monday, November 27th. So unless you consider a day four days long, I think we're officially past the point of expiration. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It wouldn't be a pre-winter meeting show if we didn't check in on Otani a little bit. Um... Are there any fan bases that should count themselves out of this conversation already? Or are all the rumored teams still in or as in as they can be in a completely private environment where nobody knows anything and teams reportedly get penalized for leaking information? So if you wanted to leak that the Red Sox were very in right now, I wouldn't hate it. No, I, I'm uh, first of all, I want to just I want to answer questions here from people. It is. This would be a free agent signing. Um, okay. it, it is not Otani. It is not Blake Snell. Uh, I'm getting people in the Discord even asking me live on the show. It is not <laughs> Otani or Blake Snell. I can give if, you that much. If you want to know, though, how active the Discord is, I had to close it during the show because I'm getting like bloop, 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 people up the yeah, top. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. And I'll, I'll tell you, like, I'll even give you guys this this right now. If If I get this across the finish line, I will put it in the Discord before I put it on Twitter. Boom. That is further incentive to join that. I, I may, heck, maybe I put it in the All-Star channel. Maybe that's that's your incentive to join the All-Star channel. So, um, yeah, I, the, the Discord, uh, Joanne can put the steps to find the Discord in the um, in, in the chat here. Um, and, yeah, so – but going into the Otani stuff, to go get back on track here, like information is incredibly hard to come by. And it is – like teams, people around the league are basically treating this like it's Fort Knox. And it is like Otani wants this private and teams do not want to be the ones where 
they end up um, leaking this and hurt their chances at signing Otani because this is a unicorn for agent. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to add a guy like uh, Shoy Otani and not have to give up any prospect capital in return, which is just even crazier to think that the Angels did not move Otani at the deadline or even two deadlines ago when they could have basically changed their franchise's course for the next decade. Um, that was a colossal whiff by the Angels um, and something that they are probably going to regret for years to come. And, um, but as far as Otani, like the Dodgers are a team to watch. I really think the Rangers are a team to watch. Cubs should not be discounted at all. The Giants have plenty of money, and they can sign basically any free agent that they want to. Um, but as of right now, I think it's hard to handicap a, a favorite for Otani just because the information is so scarce. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just very – I'm very intrigued to see where he goes because I like knowing what is going on in baseball. That is why I do what I do. But with Otani, I think I can speak for all the insiders in saying this. The information is so hard to come by that no one really knows what he's thinking because he hasn't spoken to the media in forever. Um, it's just, it's a huge mystery and no one really knows which way he's leaning or, or what he's thinking at all. That's what you want to hear. Uh, no, scary. Uh, and and uh, we thought Aaron Judge was a big apple last year. And I definitely, you know, that felt like a pretty seismic free agency. There's nothing like Shohei Otani. And uh, rest assured, we'll keep our finger on the pulse as much as we possibly can over the next week, two weeks, uh, et cetera, for however long it drags. But there's a reason it's Fort Knox. It's because there's nobody like Otani. And Otani is asking for secrecy. So it's real hard. Uh, Howie Rose did uh did not facilitate some breaking news on Friday before Thanksgiving. I'm glad I would or after Thanksgiving. I wouldn't have been happy if that was the day it all went down. Shout out to a couple of our Discord members. Got some names joining during the show. Another Adam showed up. Uh hell yeah, that's how it's done. Uh Road is here. Hunter joining the all-star level. Noah Munson is here. Josh W upgraded all-star. Uh our man Renee V joined uh heavy activity in the Discord. 240 of you on the stream right now somebody early in the stream said <laughs> uh people people tell us baseball's dead look at all these people gathered for a pre-winter meeting stream uh yeah look at all these people showing up uh these are our you guys are uh our people so we do this for you and uh you're growing in numbers and that uh that rules baseball rules um should we talk mariners for a little bit and then i'm gonna take a few more crowd questions just because I can tie Juan Soto into this, I think. Some people asking about the Padres. Um, I guess yeah. we're at an inflection point here where we need to figure out what the Mariners are. Because Eugenio Suarez gets traded basically while you're on foul territory. That saves more money. They're operating over $40 million under last year's payroll. And so now is the time when you have to decide, after you went all in for Luis Castillo, after you extended Luis Castillo, are you saving money for a Juan Soto trade? Are you saving money for Glaber Torres? Or are you just cutting payroll? What exactly is the direction in Seattle? It's a hell of a question because it is it, their strategy is really just confusing to me. And they shed payroll with a Suarez trade, and he was a good player. He was an instrumental part of that locker room, and they moved him for a backup catcher and a pretty good arm. And that to me, if I was a Mariners fan, it would not sit right. And it kind of, it, it's basically been the story of Jerry DePoto's tenure in Seattle. It's been constantly 
rebuilding and trying to get like it's been adding players and then trading them off, then adding players and then trading them off. And it's just been a constant cycle of of rebuilding. And they have had very little to show for it at all. And if I was a Mariners fan, my patience would be wearing incredibly thin because it's just it would be really frustrating seeing all these moves and so little results. And, and the Suarez trade just continues to feel like an indicator of what's been done in the past. And, and we've already seen MLB.com, their Mariners reporter report that the team is not going to pursue Shohei Otani. That is really confusing. And if you're not going to pursue a guy like Otani who comes with no prospect capital when in order to add him, then I can't imagine they're going to be after a guy like Juan Soto or anyone like that. And it's just, it's really confusing. Obviously a lot of off season left for Jerry DePoto and that front office to turn things around. So who knows what they're up to, but I'm, I'm not optimistic. And if I was a Mariners fan, I'd be pretty upset. And this Suarez trade just feels like a, it's just a really odd move and good ad for Arizona, by the way. Uh, I really like, I think it's a good move. They did not have to give up much to get him. And he is going to be, um, um, he is going to be like an upgrade of what they had. He's also going to be cheaper than what uh, Matt Chapman would have cost. And I like that is someone who I thought that from what I gather was a player of interest in Arizona. Cheaper allows them to do other stuff with the roster. Maybe it allows them to keep um, a player like a Tommy Pham or a Guriel or someone along those lines. So who knows there, but I thought it was a really good move for Arizona and just a, another head scratcher for Seattle. And I tell you what, I even like Andres Chaparro, who the Diamondbacks picked up from the Yankees system also on Wednesday, right after they pulled the Suarez trade. He's a 25 to 30 homer bat at the minor league level that the Yankees didn't like the defense and didn't like the, you know, right handedness and don't love giving their prospects a chance. But don't sleep on that minor league edition either. The Diamondbacks are lining up some guys with heavy lumber at the third base bag. Um, let's go to a few of the comments before we sign off. I'm going to go with Ethan Fisher first, someone I know well uh, from the Discord, asking if you're able to expand it on your comment last week about Ben Charrington and the Pirates being, quote, on everything. Uh, you and I are fans of the Pirates and what they've been doing. Last year, you called several of their mid-tier free agent additions. Santana worked. Rich Hill, pretty good. Uh, what is the move now in order to hopefully reach that next level, actually be a wild card contender instead of an April surprise. Yeah. I think if you look at the pirates, it's going to be like, you look at them starting pitching is going to be a priority there. And I would expect them to add definitely one and very possibly two starting pitchers. Um, I think that is a very real possibility in Pittsburgh. They have been very active looking at first base. Uh, I, I listed a couple options in foul territory the other day um, or even I think it was, may have been on a story on Fansided too, actually. Um, it was, they've looked at Rowdy Telez. They've looked at Dom Smith. There is um, another one of, boy, who is it? I think another guy that they've looked at is Mike Ford. Um, they've looked at a bunch of different options there. And um, I would expect them to look at other parts of the roster too, like adding offensive upgrades, continuing to upgrade the bullpen, um, just looking across the board at different positions, but I think up first base and starting pitching is definitely priorities for them. And I would not be surprised to see them make a move or two 
at the winter meetings. But as of right now, I'm under the impression nothing is imminent in Pittsburgh. What about in the AL East? Got a lot of Red Sox fam in the Discord and in the comments. Got Noah S. asking about the Jays. That is also a very popular team asking questions. And rest assured, if you ask me to ask Robert about the Yankees outfield situation, I certainly will. So uh, what is doing for those three teams? The Blue Jays and Sox are both getting bandied about for Otani at least a <laughs> little bit. But what are, you, uh, what are you hearing about any of those franchises? Yeah, and then oh, by the way, once we're once we're done with these questions, make sure let's make sure to touch on Juan Soto here. Okay. Oh, for sure. I will not. Um, I will not let that one hang. No, that sounds good. But yeah, the so the Toronto Blue Jays they have been mentioned with a lot of different things here. They've been mentioned with Shohei Otani. They've been mentioned even trading possibly Bo Bichette, um, which let me tell you, I I am under the impression that a Bo Bichette trade is is. Very unlikely. Um, like basically, what this sounds like is that the Blue Jays are just listening on their players, and that's what all these good teams do: is they listen to see what's out there. And trading a player of Bobichet's caliber um, is really difficult. And I can't imagine that they are going to be in any hurry whatsoever to move Bobichet. I firmly believe he will be on the opening day roster um, this year, and. It would take a huge offer for them to move Bichette. So I really don't think uh, a Bichette trade is um, is likely. And I would, as I said, I would anticipate him being on the opening day roster. But I would also not rule them out making a big move at all. I think Otani is a player that they're they're intrigued by, um, and they've thought big. And I like I don't necessarily know what other things they would explore if Otani doesn't go there, but. Um, it seems like they definitely have some flexibility and it's something to watch for sure. What about Boston? Uh, we know they need aces. There are still plenty of aces on the market. Nola and Sonny Gray being off the board does not change that objective. What are you hearing there? Yeah, it just seems like they're another team that's just firmly in the starting pitching market. I, I don't necessarily have names for you at, as of this point. I don't think as of right now, I don't think Erod is a, is a strong possibility there. Things could change, um, but um, I don't think it's – I don't think Erod is going to end up in Boston. But, I, I again, I just want to preface before the aggregators get a hold of that. <laughs> One phone call can change everything. Um, but as of right now, I, don't, I just don't see that happening. There's nothing like the aggregators. We I love our Discord fam, our commenters, but the aggregator is also a special place in my heart. Um, <laughs> well, uh, what about yeah? I've definitely seen a lot of different, uh, a lot of my stuff aggregated before, and that's that gets it gets out of hand pretty quickly. It's it's crazy, but we appreciate them watching the show. I just searched your handle, and we did get the Noah Syndergaard bounce back candidate thing aggregated. So there we go. There we go. Unbelievable. Dude, I'll tell you, the guy that aggregated the MLB deadline news, dude, he's all over it. He's he's definitely a watcher of this show. So if you're in your uh, MLB deadline news, I appreciate you. Yeah. Shout out to you for sure. Um, I can't let you go, like we just said, without doing Yankees potential outfield options and the likelihood of a Juan Soto trade. Because uh, talking about Otani hanging over the winter meetings like an anvil, so is Soto's potential availability. And I don't think any of us really know who the front runner is and if he's already on the front runner for his services in 2024 and beyond. Yeah, 
<laughs> the so I want to make this abundantly clear: the Padres are not looking to trade Juan Soto. Yeah. Um, if they do trade him, it's going to end up being a case where teams make them an offer they can't refuse, or um, they just get really enticed by an offer. And um, that being said, though, I, I do think there is a a possibility, maybe even a real possibility, that the Padres do move Juan Soto. Um, just because there's there's teams that would absolutely want a Juan Soto type on their team, especially with him being in a contract year. You're going to have him for a full year, and you're going to have him for the the year that's basically going to help determine what his future contract looks like. And you're going to be getting the best version of Juan Soto. And for a team that is looking to get over the hump with one big move, I think that's the kind of piece that could definitely take them over or put them over the top. Um and if the Padres do move him, that would be a really difficult thing, but they don't have to move him. And they have made that abundantly clear. Um, and it's it's something where I think this like nothing is imminent there at all. But like I think the winter meetings could definitely shape just how like real of a possibility that becomes. And we won't I would almost guarantee we won't have Soto news before we go to Nashville to the winter meetings, but um, we'll have a pretty good idea of what the what that possibility looks like once we end up returning home from the winter meetings and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, definitely one that is worth watching to say the least. And in terms of where the Yankees can pivot if he doesn't hit the market, uh, Thomas North bringing up Twins trade rumblings. I mean, I think I'm thinking about if they're cutting payroll, Max Kepler. I'm thinking about Jorge Polanco if in New York if they're cutting payroll or Jorge Polanco in Boston quite frankly. But uh, good to uh, get a pulse on the Minnesota Twins before we sign off as well, because I do think that that's an interesting option. Uh, Robert, the comment section is clamoring for you to drop the news that you got mid-show. Guys, we can't do it, but we will as soon as we can. That's why he is a baseball insider, because uh, he's going to do all he can to help you out, but he's not going to betray his sources like that. And I'm not going to betray my sources, and I'm also like, one big thing that I I do is I make sure not to say stuff until I have it hundred percent. Right. Is I just want to make sure like, this is what I say is right. Cause I don't want to have a giant egg in my face and look dumb. Um, and I, I, I also want to make sure that all of you who are watching, follow me on Twitter and all that good stuff are the most informed and accurate baseball fans that there are. So once I have firm news to report, um, I will give it to you, but I would recommend staying patient because I have not gotten uh, confirmation on it quite yet. Um, yeah, I've, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing all the arson judge stuff in the comments. Heyman is my boy. He is the guy that helped mentor me and get me to this spot in baseball. So you won't see me ever dunking on him. I'll always support John. I was with him when when that happened, which was really unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll always have John Heyman's back. And, yeah, I'll – I guess I'll leave it at that, but I always want, I always want to make sure I'm right. Um, just to avoid some errors. That's never, that's never a good feeling. I will never forget that night for a million reasons, but we were trying to get our streams together and we will certainly be available at the winter meetings next week as well. We're going to bring everybody as much content as we possibly can. Uh, although it's obviously Robert's extremely busy season schedule might change a little bit. So keep your alerts on for the channel for Robert's Twitter We'll make sure we keep everybody informed. Join the Discord if you haven't. We'll also keep you up to date there. Robert, when do you touch down in Nashville? Does everybody get there 
the third or the fourth? I mean, what's the I, I kind of want to I wanted to go to the winter meetings last year. I don't know if I want to go this year in Nashville, but maybe next year. Dude, I, so I get in the afternoon of the third. So that's Sunday afternoon. And then I'm going to sprint to the nearest TV to watch the Eagles 49ers game. <laughs> and then um, I am going to sprint to the Opryland Hotel where the the, uh, the the winter meetings are going to be held at. And I'm going to meet with a bunch of different sources. And and hopefully we can get some news to drop. Because, um, yeah, it seems like from everything I can gather, the winter meetings are going to be incredibly active. Um, so I would... Yeah, I would just firmly recommend staying tuned to here, my Twitter. I could also not recommend more joining the Discord. I think that is a spot where you'll get updates from me in real time. Um, and as I've said before, you'll be the most informed fan in baseball. Uh, rep the Bay. Um, go Birds. Uh, we won't have any 49ers talk um, in, in this in this YouTube channel. Uh, that, that can't be allowed at all um but no i'm just kidding with you but go birds yeah shout out uh to nick bear and omar who just joined the discord that's the spot to be again can't endorse it more possibly i can't endorse the all-star level more either we're pulling some great stuff together there if you don't if you're gonna miss the eagles game i can just sum it up for you early if you want i mean they're gonna be down between seven and ten in the third quarter uh, Brock Purdy is going to miss a wide open George Kittle over the middle. Everyone's going to say that kind of looks like a turning point. Jalen Hurts will storm back. Jake Elliott might kick the 55 yard field goal with eight seconds remaining. And then they'll win in overtime on some inane bullshit. Does that help? No, I'll tell you if that ends up happening in the, and that, that's exactly how I'll play it out. Then I will buy you beer for the rest of your life, Adam. That is. Yeah. Cause I, I'll tell you, I'm a huge Eagles fan. My dad's a diehard Niners fan. There's already been a bunch of shit talking going on this morning. So I can't wait. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. I, uh, I'm here for it. This is, it uh, might, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be crazy. This is going mean, to be crazy. But most importantly though, like sticking with baseball talk, it's going to be a very active next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Very much stay tuned. That is as Juan Uribe once said, uh, what is this football? I don't want this BS baseball. This is a, uh, we love football on this show. Understand if the commenters don't, but this is the Baseball Insiders. We will be bringing you as much information as we possibly can between here and the winter meetings, between the winter meetings and opening day, between opening day and the postseason. This show is uh, keeps me going. It keeps Robert going. I think uh, we don't want to uh, turn off any fans of any team, whether you are a fan of a rival of the Eagles, whether you are a fan of the Boston Red Sox, Please join the community. We'll make sure to keep everybody informed. Shout out to TriSox fan who just joined as well during this show. Uh, I'm so, I just over the moon. I have no more words to say about the Discord. I'm so excited that so many people are joining, hanging out with us, coming along for the ride. The viewership numbers stayed up the whole damn show. You people are loyal. You people are the smart fans. Great questions. Uh, keep them coming. We love answering them and we love being able to, hopefully I, I did a good job feeding all your questions in, but if not, Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us on the Discord. We'll make sure to get uh, everything we possibly can handled between shows. Uh, I'm yeah. Adam Weiner. Yeah, Robert, go for it. No, this is just just a personal note on my end. So seeing the support from everyone who's watched this podcast, joined the Discord and commented, like you name it, um, that is genuinely like one of the coolest things ever. And I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And it is just... Uh, yeah, I could have never have envisioned it becoming this, seeing so many commenters doing this and and being along for the ride. And I just want to just like on a personal note, just say thank you. 
because uh, that means an absolute ton. I feel the exact same way, and uh, we'll be here for you if you'll be here for us. You can trust us on that one. Uh, until next show, I'm Adam Weinerib. He is Robert Murray. Thanks for joining us at whatever membership level you're at. If you're just a fan, if you're a watcher, if you're a commenter, if you're wondering if the Mets have a pulse, this show is a place for you. Uh, see everyone at the next show. Turn your noties on. We'll make sure to find you when news drops or beforehand. And join the Discord for the Discord exclusive, the thing Robert was just uh, dealing with on the phone during the show. Uh, we'll have that for you hopefully soon as well. No, absolutely. Fingers crossed we get that across the finish line shortly. But uh, Adam Weiner, thank you very much, good sir. And everyone who watched the show, we appreciate you as well. And we'll see you what, sometime before too long. Yeah, we'll make sure to keep everybody updated on next show. Until then, thanks for hanging out with us. Goodbye, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.